Welcome to The Cast That Was Promised, a podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. I'm Michael, Hand of the King. Uh, I'm Dylan. I don't remember my nickname again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm Dylan of The Crow's Kiss. And I'm so that, Joe pretty, the Andal. That's pretty hot. That is hot. Alright. <laughs> yeah, it hot. is. Not only is it scary, but it's banging. Alright. So, uh, yeah, this episode today is all about War of the Five Kings, which is uh, part of the main A Song Life and Fire storyline. So we're not really doing history today. And um, we're doing what-if scenarios. So uh, this is our what-if War of the Five Kings. So we're going to start off with uh, Dylan's scenario, and he's going to be talking about uh, the twins. So, Dylan? I'm just going to just gonna dive right in here, mm-hmm. like, like, a, like a crow into my mouth or whatever. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even a good joke. Stop trying to tell jokes. I know. It's purposely, purposely <laughs> okay. okay, so the first, like, we, I thought of a few scenarios. Well, I, I say I, but it was really me and Michael sitting in a room trying to think of, like, a different um, parts of, like, the, uh, the, the War of the Five Kings that would have, like, big effects if the outcome changed. So the first, like, one we kind of thought of, like, the first branching path um, was, like, kind of, like, the twin scenario. The twins is, what is it, the castles that are, like, right by the river? Mm-hmm. Uh, the castles that belong to Walder Frey. Wayland Gray. Yeah, not Wayland Gray. <laughs> Yesterday, when Dylan and I were researching the topics, he uh, fucked up Walder Frey's name and called him Wayland Gray. So now Wayland Gray owns Close the enough. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was really cool. I don't know. It had the right, like, sound. No, oh, yeah. It's a cool name. <laughs> so, the... I don't know. I guess, like, the the option there was... The whole point of it was so Rob Stark could get his army across the river, like, swiftly. And it was in the battle... He wanted to get to the Battle of Riverrun, right? Yeah, because at that time, the Lannisters were sieging Riverrun. This is still in Book 1. Uh, so, this was in a Game of Thrones or, like, Season 1 of Game of Thrones, the TV show. And Ned is still imprisoned, and the whole northern host is trying to cross the trident to try to save Ned. So that's, like, the background information, and they had to use the twins to get across, because Walder Frey, like, owns the river crossing. Um, And they had to save uh, the Tullys, who are at River Run, from getting captured by the Lannisters. So that's, like, where the background is. Yeah, so in in the show, um, Rob promises uh, Walder Frey that he'll he'll marry one of his daughters um and it's kind of like pushed by catelyn stark a little bit she's kind of the one who upset it up and they don't get married like immediately it's just like a promise and in, in the show um obviously rob marries somewhere else or someone else um i don't remember her name talisa talisa yeah. yeah he marries her later on and then there's there's consequences to that but um we're gonna talk about if like he hadn't made that deal basically uh, so his options would be um, either to, to fight uh, Walder Frey or basically, I guess he could go around. I don't know. We were looking at a map, uh, basically, of this like area. And to go around, it would, it would take way longer. And he probably would l- either lose the battle or he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have the element of surprise. And he wouldn't be, have been able to get in there as swiftly. Um, and if he fights, it's, it's obviously, it's really violent. Uh, people are going to die. Um, and it's, it sends a message too. we were trying, we were trying to figure out like what type of message it would send. If it would be like to the other armies, like if it would just be like, 
oh, this guy is in charge and he's everybody needs to listen to him. Because um, they were supposed to listen. Walder Frey was supposed to listen to him in the first place. Yeah, Walder Frey is supposed to be one of the Tully's bannermen, which control the Riverlands. And Rob's mother is obviously a Tully. So, like, uh, Walder Frey is supposed to be sworn to Rob anyways, but Walder Frey is kind of a douche pickle, so he's like, yeah, yeah I'm not doing that. Who is uh, Walder? The actor who plays Walder Frey in the show is the squib from Harry Potter, right? Uh, Filch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all I remember. That's how I remember him. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and if, if they fight, I guess it could be, like, a thing where the, the others, the Stark army and all the other, like, clans in it, um, are either, like, wow, mad, mad respect, bro, you just, you put him in his place, <laughs> or it could be, like, wow, this guy is really just crazy, he's, like, he's out of his league, he's out of control, we, we should not listen to him, um, I kind of like the option of, like, fighting more than going around, I think going around's a bad option from here. Um, it'll just take too long. So this is under the assumption that Rob doesn't want to make terms with Walter yeah, Frey. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so he can either, yeah, go around or fight. So you think fighting would be the safer option for him? Yeah, it's the it's the better one. I don't think, I think he could have taken uh, Walter Frey, like, and, like, whatever troops he had there. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wouldn't have been like a huge thing because it might have just been one of those like hey we're gonna fight you like a threat thing and they would have just been like all right all right we'll let you through it might have been like that like an intimidation but thing. It, but if they could have uh, beaten walder Frey so easily why why did they not discuss that in the actual series um yeah, yeah. no they do do they because yeah catelyn and rob are talking about it because theon t- tells rob that he should just take the castle and Catelyn's response to that is, wow, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard Theon shut the fuck up. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> because Walder Frey has 4,000 men under his control, oh, and the yeah, Northern Host only has 20,000. Yeah, and, and obviously they would have defenses set up on the bridge. Yeah, and, and, like, taking a fucking castle that's on the water over a bridge is pretty difficult. Well, now because, like, you don't have, like, any, like, land way to get there except for, like, breaking down the doors, but that would be, like, really difficult under arrow fire and stuff like that. Well, now I feel awful. I thought of a Theon Greyjoy level idea <laughs> myself. It's all right, obviously, you know? Theon was okay. He just was kind of an idiot. Is, is the twins have... really that treacherous? Is there no way to just, like, swim across or... Well, it's like slower no well if we look at it well the problem is for rob's army is that he can't get supplies across unless they use the bridge because they can't put wagons through the water because it's too deep oh okay, um, okay. at the at the ford that's why walder frey like built it there because like he's like everybody needs to cross this way and, and if i have a giant bridge i was just thinking way, maybe somewhere on the map there's like somewhere where it's shallow but apparently um the phrase wouldn't be set up there with this big bridge and in knowing that people need to to agree with them if they're going to cross like they need to come to terms with the phrase so obviously they know they control the crossing so i guess that makes yeah. sense yeah. there's no way around or way to get across with a large army i think there's like some fords and stuff like that some smaller areas in the trident itself but where the phrase are positioned on one of the forks, like, um, it's, like, the perfect place to cross because then it gets wider and wider, the trident does, as you go down. 
um, and it breaks off more. So, like, they're kind of, like, at the point between, like, the north and the riverlands. So, like, it makes sense for a northern army to go there. And where Rob was going, like, he had to get to River Run. So, positioned there, River Run is to the uh, west of the Twins. And if Rob had kept going down, down he would have kept going east. So... He would have had to take, like, twice as long to get there, even if he found a place to cross. But I don't think we know in the books of any other place where a big army can cross. Yeah, I, I like how this is becoming, um, instead of, like, like we're looking at these points so specifically that we're, like, we're ending up, instead of, like, thinking of different options, we're, like, analyzing how well the show or, the, like, the book <laughs> wrote this. Yeah. Like, why didn't they just, why didn't they just go around it? Didn't they find, like, a smaller <laughs> part or, like, a shallower part? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess it, like, adds to the drama of the moment. Where, yeah, like, no, the tiredness it's... Of the, yeah, it's it's but... structured like that for uh, a certain reason. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they yeah, they presented as. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. I was just comment like I was just going yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah, just I was just stupid. I was just gonna say um, <laughs> it's almost like they positioned it. Well, George R. R. Martin positioned it so like this is the end all be all bridge. Like there's no other option. You either make a deal with them or you're not getting across. Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally to set up later on. Like, that's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Which Joey's going to talk about in his scenario, so that's exciting. But so, yeah, there was either fight or walk around. And, <laughs> like, fight... No, fight is a plausible option, though, because Rob and a bunch of the other lords, when they're talking about yeah. it, say, no, we could do this, but we would probably lose a lot of men in the fight. Like, even once we take the castle... And by the time we finish taking the castle, River Run will already have fallen to the Lannisters. So there's sort of that problem. I mean, what, but what you said is true, that if he did the threat of saying we're going to attack, maybe Walder Frey would have yeah. backed down. Yeah, because Walder Frey doesn't seem like... He didn't seem too ballsy. Maybe he's like kind of stubborn, but like he didn't seem like the <laughs> warrior type. No, he definitely himself, I don't think, is a warrior at like 95 years old, which is what no, he's supposed yeah. to be, so... And then I have I have one other point written down here. It said I have like in my like little notebook here. I have wife issue with like written with a question mark. I don't know what I was thinking. You were probably thinking, uh, well, the whole thing where he didn't want to marry one of the phrase. I don't know. Maybe he could have. Maybe I was thinking like if he had like maybe there's a different. Um, I think I was trying to different think of a different option like similar to the marriage one, where like Walder Frey just wanted something else from him. Instead mm-hmm. of, like, ma- like a marriage. Uh, I think that was, like, what I was trying to think of. But I don't know. I didn't come up with anything, like, really, like, plausible. Um, I think that's because, like, w- what does Walder Frey really want? It's just, like, what that's the purpose of the marriage is to, like, have, like, a connection, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Walder Frey, like, talks about a lot how, like, everybody shits on the phrase because, like, they're, like, <laughs> kind of pieces of shit. So it makes yeah. sense why you just keep piling it on there. But... Yeah. Uh, and he says that, like, nobody cares about his family and stuff like that, and, uh, that he wants to sort of be involved in, like, Westerosi politics, I suppose, and, like, be seen as important, yeah. so he's like, oh, I shouldn't marry off my kids to a king or whatever. Yeah, it's just, like, a power thing. Yeah, yeah, he just wants, like, name recognition, and, yeah. I don't know, while the phrase, like, the Donald Trump of the <laughs> Game of Thrones... I think that's, that's giving him almost too much credit, I think. <laughs> so... Yeah, that might be giving Donald Trump, though, extra credit. I don't know. <laughs> Agreed. But uh, They'd be best friends, for sure. <laughs> de- I, no, I think they would definitely be nemesises. Because, like, nemesis, yeah, you mean? Yeah, nemesis. They're too similar. 
because they would both point. be scheming and like trying to do things and Walter Frey would be like alright get the fuck out of my way <laughs> like I don't know Donald Trump though um, does not have as many who, kids as Walter Frey who would Donald Trump be as like a Game of Thrones character like who would he be oh, oh Jano Slint <laughs> With, without a doubt without a doubt uh, that's perfect Jano Slint was the lord commander of the city watch oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're totally right yeah so that is he the one that was killing the babies yeah oh nice yep all right well technically joffrey told him to do well, that but uh, yeah he was totally he okay it. with it yeah, yeah. He, was like, he was like i do whatever the king says it's like dude you're you're vile yeah he's gross but you know what Tyrion got rid of him so hopefully i guess hillary's are Tyrion. i don't i don't know they're both kind of scummy and i feel like hillary could hit some fat <laughs> some fat booze is there is there is there um like there's no character who is like hiding tons of me- like mail or messages from <laughs> hitting I don't, think so. I don't think anyone was stockpiling the the raven messages <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly maybe maester aemon <laughs> i don't know maester aemon <laughs> but yeah all right that's our tangent on walder frey and yep. donald trump but so you think that there's no p- plausible way for Rob to have actually succeeded in what he wanted to do unless he made this deal? Uh, I don't know. The, I think the the fighting is, like, your next best option. I, I really wish that, like, just for his sake, that there he had been given, like, a different offer. Like, oh, maybe you don't have to marry. Like, that's that's dumb. But you have to, like, give us a lot of money. But that doesn't make any sense because they have... They're just taxing people to go over the river anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty set up, so... I think they... Yeah. It's kind of like... You can't... He can't do too much from what he's given. So I guess, yeah, I guess fighting would be the option. I don't know. If he didn't want to... If he really didn't want to marry. Which... Yeah, that's such, like, a ridiculous thing to fight about, though, if we think about it. Like... Yeah. If we think of it as Walder Frey, like, offered, like, terms that were, like, completely unacceptable or something, like, give me Winterfell. Or, like, yeah. make me Lord Paramount yeah. of the North or then something. Then you like, can understand it. Yeah, like... But... I don't think Rob would fight over no, the whole no. marriage thing. I think that's why he didn't. So I think it should be looked at maybe as if Walder Frey doesn't offer terms because he's sort of like a fuck you to Rob. Yeah, I guess. Like if Catelyn doesn't succeed in like negotiating or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's the way we would have to look at it. Yeah. But. All right. So that are you all good with your points from your scenario? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm good. We we talked for a lot longer than I thought we were on that. I thought that was gonna. Everybody's be Everybody's got like... 15 minutes. So. Yeah. We're okay. At 14. I have 15 seconds left. 10 seconds left. Make another point, Dylan. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Walder Frey has about as good a hair as Donald Trump. Perfect. That is true. scenario. Uh, Well, it depends, too. In the books, he's bald. Uh, And in the show, he's got really bad hair. So either way, he's not... It's not working out. For I was him. referring to the show where he has like it's like really it's bald on top, but it's like really long and stringy. Yeah, it is. It's so sides. it's so strange in the show. Let's be honest, it's Whoever not his real hair. <laughs> Donald or or Walter Frey, Waylon Gray. <laughs> yeah, Waylon Gray. What what made me? I feel like that's a character from something. It's gotta be. We should have looked that up. Yeah, we can after. But all right, so now we're gonna go on to my scenario that I picked. And uh, this is kind of a big one, but uh, it was the most interesting to me. I thought it really awesome. Uh, so this is what if the Aarons had uh, joined the War of Five Kings on the side of Rob Stark. Um, 
So obviously in the books, for people, I guess, who are watching but don't know anything about Game of Thrones, I don't know, the Aarons uh, didn't join. The Dylan looks around. <laughs> the Aarons uh, the Aarons didn't uh, join the War of Five Kings, which was unexpected because of the family breakdown. So the Starks, the Tullys, and the Aarons are all related by blood. So it was assumed by the Lannisters and by a lot of the other families throughout Westeros that the Aarons in the Vale were going to fight for the Starks in the War of Five Kings, but that did not happen. So this takes us back to like book one with like where Dylan's scenario was. And uh, I'm going to start off sort of around like the Tyrion prisoner time. So Tyrion's a prisoner of the Vale and Catelyn asks pretty much for Liza's support if it comes down to it and Liza tells her no because she doesn't want to risk Robin Aaron's life, which is her son. So um, I'll launch off from there and pretty much there's so many different ways this could have gone. Um, it's talked a lot about in the later books by like Bronze Jan Royce, which is one of the major Vale Lords if you read the books. And he's in the show, but Baelish just like roasts him all the time and that's all he's good for. But like he's just like some <laughs> fat loser in the show and it's like really weird. But uh, in the books he talks about how he wanted to join the War of Five Kings on Rob's side because of their blood relations and because most people hate the Lannisters. And, um, just because of, like, the, they're honorable, and, uh, just like the Northern Lords, a lot of them, and, uh, chivalrous, and they think that Joffrey's kind of a piece of shit, so they, like, we have evidence throughout the books that a lot of the Vale Lords wanted to go join the War Five Kings, so there's no lack of, like, motivation. The main problem with them not joining the war in the main books is entirely due to Liza Aaron, um... So, my scenario is, what if Liza died at the beginning of the war? Uh, and this could have happened a number of ways. Um, obviously, in the main series, we... Oh, well, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anybody. I don't know what What's season he? this happens this in. Yeah. Joey, do you remember what season you know what I'm talking about? Um, Season four? Five? One of those. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. It's not in five. I think it's in four. All right, if it's in four, you can spoil it because I'm watching that currently. Yeah, okay. So. Well, like, Liza gets killed yeah, by, fine, yeah. by Peter Baelish. He, like, throws her out the moon door. Why am I not surprised? So. <laughs> Peter Baelish is my dude, though. I love him. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. But, um, and in the books, he, like, does the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Liza's dead in that way in the main series. But how he, uh, she would die in the books it could be the same way but Baelish needs to step up his plans or something so he does it earlier um or it could be that I don't know she's like psycho like kills herself because Baelish doesn't love her or something like that if Baelish like denied her because obviously her whole motivation throughout the show in the books is that she's in love with Baelish and uh everything that she does is for Peter Baelish so uh maybe she just kills herself um who knows how she dies maybe she just gets sick because i don't know she like in the book she's supposed to be really fat and kind of gross she's like the Aegon the fourth of like the current timeline what have she been introduced like when is she introduced in this in the tv series in season one isn't she already dead isn't she already dead no they introduce her her dead corpse (laughs) (laughs) no i thought no that's john aaron her husband is already dead i don't remember i don't remember 
she's the one who's at the head of the trial for Tyrion when they're trying to throw him out the moon door and Bronn fights for him. Oh, and she's, yeah, yeah, And she's yeah, got her yeah. son on her breast, and she's like, Oh, I like giving I, my son th- titty milk. This, yeah, I know. This happened <laughs> the other day. This happened the other day, too. When I, I was like, I couldn't remember who the errands were. I was looking them up when you told me, like, what your topic was. Yeah. And I was just like, why can't I remember them at all? No, yeah, and, they're and kind of, like, I, obscure in the show. They're really important in the books, though. Yeah. Well, after you told me, like, after you, because you, you told me the same thing the other day, like, the titty milk thing, I was like, I was like, oh, now I remember. <laughs> um... Oh, and also, they don't mention him in the show at all, but this is important to the scenario, um, is that Harold Harding, who is the uh, nephew of John Aaron, is the next uh, heir to the Lordship of the Vale. He's after Robin Aaron, because obviously Robin has yet to get married or have kids and everything like that. So What an awesome title. Lordship of the Vale. Yeah, Lord of the Vale. Lord Paramount of the Vale That's is their full name. title. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so my idea would be that Harold Harding pushed on by either Baelish or some other interests in the Vale would have him, uh, poison Robin and Liza or or get rid of them somehow. And then he would take over leadership of the area, which would totally not surprise me because he is also gullible. Um, they talk about that in the books a lot. Uh, Baelish would probably be able to easily manipulate him. And, um, also that plays into my scenario, which is kind of interesting, is what if Stannis, uh, had taken King's Landing and then somehow Baelish had gotten killed or whatever when they tried to return with, uh, Tywin and stuff like that. So that could be a way, too, that the Aarons join up, because the whole point is that Liza and Baelish would have to fall for this plan to take effect. Uh, because Liza clearly isn't gonna have a change of heart, and Liza is a fucking nutcase, um, so, I mean, if we go off the premise that she's still alive and that she supported this and wanted to join the war, then I, it wouldn't be any different as far as how the fighting goes and stuff like that. But I think if the Aarons had joined the actual military conflict in the beginning, near the beginning of the war, at least after, like, uh, the Siege of River Run was over, then, uh, the Lannisters would be getting beat in the field very badly. Because what we know from the books and from different calculations and stuff like that from my sources, is that the Vale has around 30,000 men they could supply for an army. The North has 20,000 men. And then the Riverlands has, like, around 20,000 men, too. The numbers are, like, unsure, though, because a lot of them get killed very early on. So we would have an army size of, like, 70,000 men versus the Lannisters, who, at the most, we know, can do 50,000. So they'd be at a 20,000 disadvantage, which is uh, pretty big, obviously, when you're fighting a war like that. Uh, so if the Aarons had joined the conflict with the Starks, uh, I think it would obviously have been a hugely different war. Um, but who's to say that uh, the Red Wedding still wouldn't have happened and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't know. Because... Um. Uh, because it still would have gone the same way that Rob was winning victories. He just would have been winning them quicker, I suppose. But if they forced the Lannisters into a peace treaty or a ceasefire uh, before the uh, before Rob married the other woman or whatever, yeah. then he probably would have been okay. Uh, I don't think the Red Wedding would have happened in this scenario just because they would have militarily overpowered yeah, the Lannisters. That's, that's the only thing I was thinking, where they could, like... Um... 
they were just they'd have to be the Stark army would have to be winning so fast because of the Aaron support. Yeah. That like the Lannisters would be like, all right, all right, hands up, we're done. And also, obviously, Rob's whole goal in this after Ned was executed was to just kill Joffrey. Yeah. And go to King's Landing. So, how the Aarons are positioned, obviously, in the world is that they're pretty close to King's Landing, actually. So they could have marched down to King's Landing while the uh, Northern and Riverland armies, so the Tully and the Starks, were fighting the Lannisters in the field. So the Aarons could have potentially have taken King's Landing and killed Joffrey, and then the Lannisters would have been forced into a peace, too. So there's a number of different ways this could have gone, but my main overall overarching point is that uh the errands if they had joined the war would have changed literally everything about the book series and obviously that's why <laughs> yeah, they that's, weren't like that that's because, why you chose it because yeah. it would have been a very like happy ending type thing i suppose in a lot of ways because the lannisters who are like perceived as villains by most book readers would have been defeated and joffrey would have most likely been killed and the North would be at peace, and the Starks would still be ruling. So it would uh, it would have been too easy. It would have been too easy just to have it like that. If it had if it had for some reason been written like that, there'd be another like bigger red wedding type thing. Well, I still think that the Boltons would have betrayed the Starks possibly, because if we look at uh, Book Two, uh, Ramsay Bolton attacks Winterfell. Yeah. yeah. Um, with a bunch of his army when Theon controls the castle, and that's how he captures Theon and turns him into Reek and stuff like that. So um, the Boltons still betray the Starks even before the Red Wedding. They're just, like, pretending not to have betrayed so, them. So do you think they would just, like, they would set up a, they would, like, set up a bigger, like, trap type thing? Yeah, I'm not sure because, yeah, if we look at this, would the Boltons still have rebelled against the Starks if the Aarons, if they knew that the Aarons were on their side? I, I doubt it, because Roose Bolton, for all of his bad qualities, I don't think is an idiot. He's so he'd back off. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he would have made a move or anything like that. And, yeah. I mean, Rob would have no reason to, like, disagree with his lords on a lot of points, because, like, he would have been winning the war, and the war would have been done, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's all very interesting, and there's so many different ways you could take that, how they would have done it. Um also important to note is that in the book series but not in the television show the blackfish was with liza aaron uh in book one so he was in the veil so he could have done like a military coup with other veil lords and yeah. forced the aarons to fight for the tullys and for the starks because in the books and in the show he just goes back to river run and fights for the Tullys, but he could have led the Aaron forces potentially because obviously Robin is too young. So that's another like whole branch off of that. There there could have been some internal conflict with it too because Liza clearly didn't want to do join the war from what we know. So um, yeah, overall that would be very interesting. The war would entirely change. My end synopsis is that the Starks <coughs> would have lived. The Lannisters would have lost the war, Joffrey would have been dethroned, and uh, the North would have pretty much been secure. So, yeah. That's that. And that's pretty much, like, the end of my scenario discussion. Yeah. Uh, you guys can comment on that if you want to or whatever. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say that Roose Bolton's definitely a guy who was an opportunist. He saw whatever weaknesses each house had. He weighed where he had the best chances of gaining power, and when he saw Rob 
uh, betray his vows to marry a Frey, he was like, well, this is my chance. I'll team up with uh, Walder Frey and take down the Starks. And that kind of leads in a little bit to my scenario. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything else you want to comment about? No, I think that's that's totally right. That's a great, like, um, a net little analysis of Bolton's character. That's that's him. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're good to Yeah, go so, again. yep. Um, my topic is what if the Red Wedding never happened? Um, obviously, this would be the result of Rob uh, sticking to his vows, marrying uh, the Frey girl, um, and securing his alliance with the phrase and crossing the twins um so basically if the red wedding never happens um i really do believe that rob and stannis would have teamed up against the lannisters because before uh ned stark r.i.p got his head chopped off <laughs> he he wanted to uh get stannis on the throne and i'm not entirely sure if uh, Rob knew that his father supported Stannis. I can't remember that. Uh, Michael, do you remember? Yeah, so pretty much how it went is that the Northern Lords knew that Stannis was at least claiming that Ned supported him because Ned sent only the one letter oh, that's right. directly to Stannis. Yeah, to Stannis. Yep. So, and Stannis was like, okay, yeah, Ned gave me this information alone. I'm not going to make the same mistake. So then he like spreads yeah, the so whole rumor. So as long as Stannis has, yeah, as long as Stannis has that note as proof, I think if Rob saw yeah. that that his father had supported Stannis, he would have been uh, teaming up with him to uh, take down the Lannisters because we do know that Rob never had the ambition to take the Iron Throne. He only wanted to be king in the North. He wanted to, yeah, um, kind of separate the North from the South, have them be their own things. He wanted to just stay up north he had no you know longing to be the king down in king's landing um so he definitely would have let stannis have that job once they took over um the problem is i don't think stannis would have let him be the king in the north and stannis talks a lot about this in the books and in the show and um he says that rob stark's a traitor and that because he's taking half of his country away pretty much because uh, he's the rightful throne, uh, king on the Iron Throne, and Rob is a usurper. Uh, that's why he like does the whole rituals with Melisandre to kill Rob. Um, do, you, do you think that like if in this in this like scenario we have going here, like if they had they had teamed up, uh, do you think like because Stannis would have had to gone kind of to Rob to team up with them in the first place? Yeah, because he's the one who has to know. The th- and well, the and is- Rob. Rob wouldn't have joined up with Stannis because when they talked about in season one or in book one, before Rob was king in the north during that scene, they're talking about either declaring for Stannis or for Rob. Oh, okay. And then John Umber's just like, fuck all them southern kings and their pretty thrones or whatever. And he's just like, there's only one king I'm going to bend my knee to. No, but the thing... The king of the north! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that even after uh, Stannis... Uh, fails at taking King's Landing in the Battle of the Blackwater, I think he would have had to uh, reassess the situation and say, maybe we can team up with the Starks just so I can take King's Landing, and then I'll deal with the Northerners after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so this is under the assumption, yeah, that Stannis lost the Blackwater. And this is Stannis trying to, like, recoup his losses, you think? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. After the, yeah, yeah after afterwards. His, yeah. Okay. So that's definitely plausible, because obviously in the books and in the show, this is another spoiler alert, but get over it. Uh, <laughs> this is I'm I'm on the podcast and shit's getting spoiled you, for me. You, this is normally not how it goes. Yeah, if you're listening to this show, we're gonna assume you you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the, we're just gonna blare spoiler right before we say anything. All so right. yeah, but Stannis goes up north and starts getting the Northern Lords to swear allegiance to him, because he's like, all right, well we got to retake the kingdom, so I kind of <laughs> need the Northern Lords who like hate this Lannister still. So he starts trying to get him under his control. So I think there's definitely, like, the reason for him to do that if it's, like, his last option. Yeah, yeah. But he also did that because Rob was dead at that point, and he was like, there's no king in the north, so I guess that means I'm the de facto king. Was the, was the, yeah, that's, like, season four stuff, right? That's, Stannis goes to the north in season four and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize, like, when you said that, I wasn't surprised because I was thinking when season three ended... I was like, well, what's he going to do now? Especially like now that Rob's dead. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what my assumption was, that he was going to go to the North. So that's not a bad Wow, story. we got a good procrast- uh, I mean, pr- prognosticator over here, not Still procrastinator. Still that word so gross. Prognosticator? Yeah, it sounds nasty. It does. It just means you're good at predicting things. I know. I know yeah. what it means. I just, <laughs> just don't like it. Prognosticator. <laughs> yeah, All also, right, cool. um, there is still the possibility that uh, Roose Bolton and... And Tywin would still try to kill Rob even if uh, Walder Frey wasn't involved. Because uh, mm-hmm. Roose Bolin, <laughs> he's a schemer. He he just wants yeah. to be with whoever he knows is going to come out on top. And if they were marching uh, on King's Landing and they didn't have the support of Stannis or anybody else and they only had their 20,000 men from the north, Roose Bolin knows they're going to get their asses kicked. He's going to still want to team up with Tywin <laughs> and kill Rob. So... Even if the Red yeah. Wedding didn't happen the way it did, um, that would definitely still be a possibility. And I also do want to bring up real quick that if the wedding that um, actually occurred at the Red Wedding, which was between uh, Edmure Tully and, uh, and one of the Ros- Freys. Rosalind. Yeah. Yeah, Rosalind If So if that had been uh, Rob and Rosalind and the Red Wedding didn't happen and nobody got killed, Arya would have met up with her family there because oh yeah because uh, yeah, she goes she's at the red wedding yeah, yeah. so um that's the hound would have taken her there too. sold her off she would have been <laughs> and the hound would be happy too yep. you know he, she would have been back been a with lot her of family happy endings. Mm-hmm. so that's a pretty huge uh thing to happen just from that small scenario yeah that's that's a big branching point right there yeah but do you think I don't know how big of a branching point it really is, though, because do you still think the Starks would have won the war, though? I'm inclined to say no. No, unless they the... teamed up with Stannis or anybody else. No, because I still don't think, even with Stannis, they would have won, because at this point, if you're taking right after Blackwater, he only had 3,000 men, Stannis says, and they have to buy the rest with mercenaries. Um... So, like, even if Stannis goes and gets his mercenaries, like, he gets the loan from the Iron Bank and stuff like that, and Rob tags in or whatever, they're still going to be outnumbered. Because if we're, because the Tyrells, if we're jumping off from, like, book three, are already with the Lannisters, and Marjorie's married to uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. 
So they would have had a lot of guys because the, uh, the reach is the most populous part of Westeros. It has, like, I think you could field, like, 50,000 soldiers. So that plus the Lannisters, they, like, would really be outnumbering the Starks, even with Stannis on his side. Yeah. But... So you'd have to there'd have to be some alternate thing where like the Tyros aren't connected with the Lannisters, and that's the only way like that the Stark and like Stannis duo has like a chance of taking King's Landing. Yeah, because the problem is yeah the Lannisters have too many men in. Yeah. Like Bruce Boland talks to this a little bit in the book, that Rob was fighting a losing war anyways, because as soon as the Tyrells signed on to fighting for the Lannisters, they were fucked because they were outnumbered like three or four to one. Uh, and they were fighting like in the south. They weren't even in their own territory or anything like that. So, yeah. Could there so, have been the possibility go... of the of the phrase joining up with uh, Rob at all? Could he have convinced them to do that? Well, yeah. If it, it, Well, if Rob did marry Rosalind Frey, like you said... Would then, have had the 4, then he would have had the 4,000 from Walder Frey. So with Stannis' guys, that would have given them, like, and if we assume that Stannis got his mercenaries, that would have given him probably, like, 20,000 men on top of Rob's 20,000. So that would still put him at 40,000 to 100,000. Yeah. So they would have so still been they, outnumbered to shit. They, they need some sort of, like... They need, like, an inside job or something. Like, they need, like, Tyrion. <laughs> they need to do their own Red Wedding. Yeah, they need, they need like, they, that's a, exactly. They need, like, Tyrion to set something up. Because, like, he's, uh, after Battle of Blackwater, he's feeling pretty shit. No, like, yeah, he hates everyone. Yeah, so that that would be, like, the opportunity. It'd be someone would need to make contact with him. But the difference is Tyrion hated the fact that they didn't admire him and stuff like that. But he would have never killed Joffrey or anything No, like no, no, that. I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm saying hypothetically... Yeah, like it, it would have had to been a character like like that. Maybe not Tyrion. Mm-hmm. They'd have to have somebody there and have something set up, um, so that it would even the odds, or at least to give them like enough time to just get in there and kill Joffrey and do oh, whatever. Oh well, are we under the assumption in this scenario, Joe, that the purple wedding still happens even if the red wedding doesn't? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Um, I think yeah. the intentions for the purple wedding had nothing really to do with the red wedding, so. Mm-hmm. So then, but I don't know because would Olena have agreed with to join up with Baelish and kill Joffrey if the realm was still unstable and the Starks were still fighting the Lannisters? Oh, that's a good because, that's a good point. But I think a lot of her motivation had to do with um, her granddaughter marrying Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that would have changed. All right, so Joffrey still dies. Then that might have given the Starks the opportunity where the Tyrells might have given up on their like conquest to take the throne. Yeah. Uh, they might have just gone back to the High Garden and not done anything. So yeah, there's a lot of like uh, free space there for the Tyrells to um, basically like move on. In this scenario, they have a lot of options. Yeah. Um, but I do like in how, like, in almost all of our scenarios, Rob Stark ends up getting screwed somehow. <laughs> like, he just gets the short end of the stick because he's a Stark, but that's how it is. Well, he started a war he couldn't win, yeah. so I, I don't know. Well, it was again, it's like the honor thing, I thought. Like, yeah, no, yeah like, to be fair, I know you keep saying, like, they'd be outnumbered, but he was winning all of his battles, so. Yeah, he was doing well. 
So I, yeah, I think if we're looking at it like from a logic, like a numbers perspective, and like we have to, I mean, you could take into like oh where they're battling and like certain effects. Like you'd say like if it was just straight up attrition, like then the Lannisters would win and the Tyrells would win. But like if you're like if we're going into like TV show and book like where anything can happen, then it's <laughs> like you get some leeway. The problem is with this. Rob only fought four battles in the books or in the show. He won like four big battles. Yeah. But they were all, but it was only four. Like versus a full scale war which takes like years and stuff like yeah. that. Like Rob's war happened over like a period of like uh, six months to a year or whatever. So I'm just saying it could have happened, alright? No, it, I I agree with you and Joey <laughs> that like if Rob Stark kept being like an OG like military master, then obviously they probably would have yeah. done a really good job especially with Stannis who is known as the best military commander in all of Westeros yeah on their side so so alright so what's the what's the conclusion here what are we drawing from yeah, this yeah what are we what are we drawing from this Joe I I personally think that Rob and Stannis combined could have uh taken taken King's Landing um but that's just me personally I know the numbers don't speak to that but uh, I don't know. I, I, I believe I, that. I, I would have certainly liked to see that. Um, it would have been, like, a cool path. Like, if there's ever, like, an alternative telling. Like, that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, like, if you look at the numbers and everything, they, they still, like, what I was saying before, they still would have needed that. They would have needed, like, I guess if, like, Rob is, like, the military OG, like, expert... And he was just a great strategist. And with Stannis, they maybe like because of those two factors, they would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But I, they, I think they might have needed like that extra push, that extra like inside job type thing. I <laughs> We're st- just gonna I st- call it the inside job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the alternative insider. Yeah, I think, I think that's <laughs> what they needed. They needed some sort of like like secretive uh, thing. Like uh, the battle. The only reason the land. Well, part of the reason the Lannisters are able to defend so well out of Blackwater is the whole wildfire thing. Yeah, that Tyrion like luckily finds out about, and it's like, all right, we're using this. Yep. So <laughs> they needed they needed something like that. They needed like they know, needed the, a the Starks, fire. Yeah, <laughs> the the Starks did have uh, Sansa living in King's Landing during this time. So if they yeah if yeah. they could have found a way to communicate with her, she might have been able to, oh, to may- help out with that. Maybe Baelish yeah s- still joins up with the Starks or something oh, like that because he's Cat- still, still Catelyn's still alive. Yeah. alive so. Maybe Catelyn and him could have worked out a thing where, like, he can, like, be her little dog or something. And, like, <laughs> I, I don't know how that would have worked, but or I'm assuming Baelish still would have tried to go for Catelyn instead of yeah, Sansa. Yeah, if anyone could have organized, like, a large-scale, like, let's take down a lot of the important things in King's Landing, it was probably, probably Littlefinger. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah, I didn't even think about that. He totally would have been loyal to Catelyn. If she asked him to do anything to, to screw over uh, the Lannisters, he would have done it. Yeah. If it, like, profited him, which in this scenario totally would have. Yeah. Because, and, like, he'd be on top pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and totally. He would, he would be have a lot of control on King's Landing, even if he didn't want to, like, give the Stark stuff, which is unlikely because Catelyn's still there. Yep. And then on the other side of things, you have Catelyn, who could just, like, promise to be with him or whatever. And then she could just take it back and be like, oh, yeah, whatever. What if then he did his own Red Wedding? It's yeah. it's the later on Red Wedding where he just kills Catelyn oh, and all of them. Oh, just can't escape. Yeah, I know. Oh uh, yeah, is that yeah? Is that another question? Is like, was the red wedding inevitable, or was it just Rob being like an idiot that caused it? Uh, I think it happens. Like from what we talked about today, I think it like happens. Like it could maybe it could have been pushed off, but like I don't know. That's a tough question. 
I, like from I think just what we know about Rob from the books in the show, I think in one way or another, Walder Frey and Roose Bolton teaming up to kill Rob is like inevitable. It may have not been in the form of the Red Wedding, but it seemed like even from the inception of their whole alliance, yeah. he was like destined to get fucked over well, somehow. <laughs> like you said, like Rob Stark gets yeah, fucked yeah, we no were, matter what. Yeah, we were just saying like in every scenario he gets fucked over, so. <laughs> It's, he's his father's son, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I don't know. Yeah, he's... Ah, God, the Too much are not honor. smart enough for their game. I know. Yeah, it's not that... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's that they're not smart enough. It's just they're just not, not willing to commit to, like, some enough, of the tactics. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Ned knew about all of it. He just was like, I oh, don't feel like getting involved. I think I talked to you about this. There's, there's that scene... And um, it's in season one where he basically like oh, he, he tells goes up Cersei. to Cersei. Yeah. He's like he's like I know. He's like I know what you did. And it's like what are you doing? It's like stop. It's like, <laughs> I, like I'm I'm watching the show and I'm like all right like it's awesome that you have this dirt on her. But then I they showed him like going up to her and saying this stuff. I'm like stop. I'm like I'm not even in the universe and I'm this is a bad idea. <laughs> this is a really bad idea. I wonder if, like, when George R. R. Martin was writing that, if he was just, like, trying to troll the readers. Like, because clearly from the reader's perspective, you're like, what the fucking yeah. hell is wrong with you, Ned Stark? Like, because it's, it's at that point, too, you've, in the, in the show and in the books, you've seen how the game is played. Yeah. Like, it's not, and, it's not a secret. And Cersei has her most famous quote of all time, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. If there's any readers or watchers out there, I'm sorry if you, like, thought that Ned was going to, like, be successful in his endeavors, but you're a fucking idiot. No, I... I oh, yeah. I in like, this I universe? Still, <laughs> no way. I still think that... I still like the Starks the best. Yeah. Um, I, They're easily the most, like... They're the most easily, like, to like characters. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be like that. And I'm pretty sure Ned's death is just supposed to be a wake-up call to readers like that. Who are like really like expecting like yeah. a normal kind of like show? No, yeah, that clearly is what it is, but um, but yeah, so that's that's Ned. Yeah, so Ned, anyways, it has all of the traits of his son. So I mean, or his son has all of his traits. So like, so Joe, your final conclusion is that you think Stannis and Rob would have succeeded, the war would have gone the Starks' way, the Lannisters would have been defeated, and that like peace would have come to Westeros in some way. Um, I mean, I, I still, like, what you said, I don't think Stannis wanted the North to, like, secede from the rest of the kingdom, you know? But, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that might have ended up being a conflict, but I think they would have worked together to take down the Lannisters. I think that common enemy would definitely have been important enough to both of them to team up and take them down. Yeah, I agree in that way, at least. Um... And I think it's also important to know, and this is kind of fun to think about, actually, is how would this change or not change Daenerys' plans for Westeros? Because if in all of our scenarios we're under the assumption that the Starks would have won their war in some way or another, and that the Lannisters would have been dethroned or defeated, so how would have this have changed Daenerys' like? goals in the story if it all like do you think she would have cared that uh, this had happened or no. would she have just gone about her dragon way and been like i'm gonna burn yeah. the stocks i'm gonna burn status i think it's just um because she was she was aware of what was going on yeah uh, like they have like i think they have con- they have times when like people are like telling her they're like hey this is the deal in uh the other land like across the sea or whatever um but i think that her plan 
her overall goal, I guess, would have stayed the same. Yeah. She's like, it's my kingdom. It's like, mine. So yeah, yeah. She doesn't know any of this. Yeah, sorry. She uh, she doesn't know any of the Starks personally. It's not like she knows that like Rob and and Ned are like goody two shoes and good guys. Like she just knows that all of the the people in Westeros are fighting over her throne. Like she sees it as yeah. her family was uh, robbed of their of their kingdom. So she would want to take it back regardless of who is sitting on the throne. Exactly. So then, would that have changed the? readers motivations on who they support you think because if rob's still alive a lot of readers view him as a good guy yeah i think i think rob would have a lot more yeah like regardless of what you think of stannis or whatever if stannis joined up with rob stannis uh rob is a very well-liked character the starks are a well-liked family and at the point where we're at in the books Uh, daenerys has overwhelming support from the reader fan base because the people who are left are really shitty like to a lot of people so like would what would have been the rob Daenerys clash to the readers like who do you think the readers would mostly support and who would become like take on the villain angle of that story uh, because I... even though george R. R. martin doesn't deal in villains he says there is definitely villain aspects to all these sides yeah, of people the war. do terrible evil things like Be- ramses is not like in any way yeah. redeemable <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, that's a tough I don't know. I, both I like, feel like, like I feel like it would probably be split down the middle, honestly. Unless they change Daenerys' character a little bit to make her, you know, maybe they try to train change her to make her more like the Mad King or something. But to be honest, if her character stayed exactly the same and Rob's character stayed exactly the same, it's tough. Like I, I don't even know who I would choose because I, I love yeah. both of the characters. It, it would definitely if they stayed the same it would be split um but if there were like other events i guess that they showed of like daenerys like what she does to conquer and grab her army or like there was stuff that rob did basically to just grow stronger and like be maybe the, he like becomes aware of what daenerys is doing and then he does some like kind of shady things i mean it's unlikely with his character mm-hmm. but that would that would have to be the type of stuff also um he would totally have a kid because like his, oh yeah rob would have had children yeah, his because wife his wife die. and like in the books it's not the same character but his wife was still pregnant or implied to be pregnant in the books so yeah um so yeah i definitely i can't i hate daenerys as a character i know it's gonna oh, yeah. hate Ooh. get a lot of readers and like stuff like that yeah. angry but i like already called daenerys from like season one the mad queen I hate, like I hate Daenerys coming from the guy who has... Like, I have the... a picture of her because she's banging. <laughs> she's the hottest one in the show. Who cares about that? That's true. I mean, true. She, she's a good character, I'm saying, but she's, like, psychotic. And we, like, I'm not going to get into my whole argument for this. That's yeah, going to be a separate we, episode, people. Get ready for that. Yeah. But she's literally, in my opinion, a nutcase. So even or though you... I think Rob's like not very like politically intelligent or inclined and i like that in my characters i still would have way support him way over daenerys i i think um oh god uh oh man i just totally forgot what i was gonna say wayland gray um no i i think daenerys oh oh, yeah like we'll get into this on another episode um but when you when you told me that and i was like oh that's weird like normally people really like daenerys and I, from what I'd seen in the show, I like I was like fine with her. 
Mm-hmm. Like, her, her storyline's, like, fun to get into and stuff, and she's, like, not super evil. And you're already, like, sympathetic for her because of, like, her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you started, like, pointing things out to me, and I was like, oh, I was like, wait a second. No, the cringe is real with Daenerys. Yeah, they, like... they can't, well, we'll talk about this more later, but they, they cast her in a very uh, different light compared to, like, her actions. No, yeah. Then this George R. R. Martin, like, I think speaks to this a lot when he says that Daenerys is his favorite character in the series. Yeah. And how he writes her and how the show portrays her He's like, is very much in a hero heroinistic way. Like, she's the yeah. heroine or whatever the story. And she has dragons. She's very, like, caught up in the prophecy. And, like, she's working towards some end goal. And, like, people want to see that succeed. And we see from her perspective, so it makes her less villainous, I suppose. Yeah. But a lot of what her actions are in modern and in medieval society would have been viewed as tyrannical, yeah. psychotic, uh, mad, raging. Well, she... it's just that it's just that like they 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 cast her in that in that like heroin light, like you were saying, and it's like they they're purposely tricking all of us. Yeah. Like they're they're doing it for a reason. Like it's weird because like it, it happens throughout the first like we're, we're gonna have to talk about this on another thing, but. There, there's like the through the first like at least three seasons or four seasons that I've seen. She, she's like totally like the heroine character, and mm-hmm. like you're saying, but definitely with the prophecy thing. And because yeah. I, I like kind of know where the show is going later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's gonna come into play near like the very, very end. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. They, I think in the in the next season of the show it's gonna be important and joe and i can sort of speak to that maybe but dylan can't yet because he's not cut up yet but yeah they they kind of address uh a different side of daenerys at one point in the show they have that one slave who comes up to her and is like i've lost everything since you freed us i have no home i have (laughs) nothing i have nothing for like going on for me like i loved being a slave so they disrupt she disrupted a lot of people's lives should get a t-shirt yeah. with that on it. I loved being a slave. Oh my god. <laughs> the social justice warrior cringe that will come out of that, Dylan. It's not worth it. You're pretty much sending yourself to an early grave, especially walking around our campus. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you, you would get shot. Without a doubt. Ugh. But, alright, so that's the Denary spiel. I think next episode, yeah. we're gonna talk we about that. I think the next episode should be, like, we each pick a character and just kind of, like, just, like... Hate on them? Or... Either hate on them or just, like, straight up take, like, an objective view to everything you're doing. Just, like, analyze them. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that'll that, be really fun. Yeah, that will be our next episode, guys. So get pumped for that. You already know who mine is. Um, <laughs> so get ready for the cringe. If, if you like Daenerys, I guess you can just skip yeah. over my part of that episode. Uh, everyone's, but... gonna, everyone's gonna hate you. I know. They're gonna... They're... Like, we're gonna get, like, be the hated podcast of, like, the yeah, Game whatever. of Thrones community. They're gonna be like, alright, this guy should be banned. We'll just he sit- hates Daenerys because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's, we'll that's just, definitely we'll the just... only reason. It's it's that. That's it. Yeah, We'll just say really Goddamn Hillary supporters. In hopes that people will like, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the I'll hopes just, people will like our show. Yeah, I'll just be like, you only like Daenerys because she's a woman. Like, <laughs> shit. It's definitely not her cool dragons or anything like that, or the <laughs> fact that she tries to be a good person. No. Nope. It's because of it's because she's got a, a vagina. And uh, I don't I don't know if we can I don't know if we can even do Jon Snow. I have, not from what I've seen anyway, not from the four seasons. I've oh, seen. John is cringe too. I could roast John, but John at, not roast him, but like I mean you. Alright, because I thought his whole thing was... Alright, we shouldn't talk about this. We gotta yeah, save no, this no. for yeah, later Yeah, we gotta on. save this for next This is all coming from guys. a guy whose favorite character is Stannis Baratheon, so... 
Stannis oh, Baratheon! Oh, yeah. yes! Get out of here. King of the Iron Throne, King of Westeros, Stannis the Manus. Stannis is our guy. Boom. Lord of Light forever. You all are haters. Get over it. Creepy Lord of Light cult. Some no, weird bullshit. It's awesome. No, who do- weird. Who doesn't want to get lit ablaze? Not I mean, me. I'm hitting I it don't. Up. I feel like 420 is, like, their, like, special day in, like, Westeros, too, for, like, the Lord of Light. Just... <laughs> extravaganza. Yeah, exactly. That's just, like, like on, Christmas. like, yeah, in Bravos, they're just, like, having extravaganza, and they're just, like, we're burning everything. <laughs> like, so, I wonder if they have a Vape Nation equivalent, too. A, I hope so. There's an Ethan Klein walking Yeah, there's an Ethan Klein in walking Game around. Thrones world. Exactly. Probably, like, Pentos or something, just being, like, I'm spreading the good word of the vapes. <laughs> But, alright, enough tangents oh, for this God. episode, guys. Yeah, we need to... We're gonna be finishing up. We're just gonna do our little exit uh, credits type thing. So, uh, let's just talk for a minute about, like, fun things we've watched or, like, seen this week that we recommend for our viewers. I think Dylan and I can both talk to the fact uh, that we recommend Westworld. Oh, yeah. Anybody. Well, Joey can, too. Joey oh, yeah, Joey, it. you watched it, right? Oh, yeah. You watched, you watched two episodes, right? Yeah. Watched, the second one's out early. Yep. So for our viewers, that's something I would definitely recommend in uh, the pop we're culture gonna have to, era. We're gonna have to cut time out of these to talk about Westworld. I know we, we can I do that as a side segment. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because this this doesn't have to be just dedicated to Game of Thrones, but that can be like our overarching thing or whatever. I, I so. think we should do this. Is like we probably shouldn't be talking about this on the podcast. No, but it's I'm gonna, fun I'm for do people. it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Um, we should definitely like have it set up um, so that like the, maybe the beginning we just overview like kind of the weekly stuff yeah yeah and yeah. then then we go into whatever topic we had because we have we had at the end of this i don't know if you if the audience probably notices if like they're like listening right after like the 46 minute mark we just went off on random stuff here <laughs> we we're talking about like daenerys and like oh she's banging but she's evil or whatever nobody knows it yeah and, and the people are going to be so confused by like the end of this like, episode what's what the fuck is this about again yeah so just get hyped for next episode yeah. guys and for upcoming episodes and always be feel free to like comment on our facebook page and stuff like that i'm going to be trying to get that more out there uh feel free to like send us messages or emails or comments and stuff like that any way you can yeah. and we always are looking for input and stuff like that we'll make sure to look at that if you liked certain aspects of this episode in the first episode and I hope you guys noticed the updated quality of our audio that we got. Uh, hopefully. If we listen um, to this after and it's, like, If terrible. it's still shit tier, yeah. We're just, <laughs> just going to give up on the whole podcasting thing, but... Yeah, yeah. that'll be that. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, we also... Uh, I, oh, I did have... Oh, no, you go, you go. All right, yeah, I wanted to say, too, we have a, a Twitter as well as a Facebook. The Twitter is uh, TWP. so just type that in. And uh, definitely uh, leave us an iTunes review if you if you so choose oh, yes. cuz yeah, that could really do. help if you're listening to this yeah if you're listening to this through iTunes please 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 leave reviews um it really means a lot to us and we get to see what you guys are kind yeah, of Yeah yeah give us like a that, one star so. if you hate it who cares it's still a review <laughs> I know a review's a review that's better than nothing yeah, cuz it means true. people are listening so yeah. um yeah i got to follow our twitter because i haven't followed their twitter yet which is pretty bad what but a, what a scrub yeah, I know. I haven't um, even tweeted I anything, say... so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I did want to say there's uh, kind of like unrelated, but um, I've seen many of the like actors and actresses actresses from Game of Thrones like in other stuff now. Uh, we saw Rob Stark's actor who is that? Richard Richard uh, Richard Madden. Yeah. He's in a new movie called The Take with Idris Elba. 
Um, and he's like a pickpocket. It's kind of like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Um, and then I saw uh, Bron. Who plays Bron? I don't know the actor's name for he's, Bron. He's in the new season of Black Mirror on Netflix. Oh, and he then, is? Yeah. Okay. And then um, who, who is uh, Daenerys's... Amelia uh, Clark. She's been no, in... No, 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 no. Uh, her bodyguard guy. Uh, Jorah? Or which one? Uh, the, the one... Barristan Selmy? The old guy? Or... Dario Naharis, her lover. Not the lover. Or Masande, her lesbian lover. No, no, too. the guy who's with her since season one. <laughs> yeah, Jorah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's he's also he's in the new Resident Evil like last chapter. Isn't his name? Isn't the actor's name like Ian Glenn? Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Ian. Glenn. I, he's he's also I like him a lot as character. No, he's great. Yeah. We can talk about it in the next episode, Dylan. Right, Jesus uh, Christ. We gotta end this shit. Yeah. Yeah, but uh oh, uh, other actor who's doing stuff who was in Game of Thrones. Uh, Sean Bean. No, just don't even watch anything with Sean Bean anymore. He's dead. That's the Sean entire synopsis. No, I love Sean Bean too. But uh, Pedro Pascal, who was um, Oberyn Martell, he's going oh, yeah. to be in um, the movie with Matt Damon, The Great Wall. Which oh, is, the one where Matt, Matt yeah. Damon's like that non-Asian guy. <laughs> no, yeah, so many people... So many people are talking about that. But that's like that's all I've heard about the movie. Yeah, in the plot, he's supposed to be a mercenary from Europe. He's not supposed to be Asian. Okay, so like oh, at that least they're sense. like, at least they're trying to avoid whitewashing with their movies. At least they're not just like this is Mang Feng Wow or whatever. Like, I hope the, I, I, the I, Japanese or Chinese general or whatever. Yeah, they're just like. I hope they wrote it in because that's what people said about the Last Samurai too. He was supposed to be yeah, Japanese. Exactly. Tom Cruise was supposed to be Japanese. <laughs> I hope in this, like, they, they say that's the reason, like, he's a, he's from Europe or whatever. Yeah. But I hope, like, in the movie, the only thing that justifies that is, like, one, so somebody says it randomly, like, it's a thrown-in <laughs> line. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, All right, guys, so... We, uh, do our names. Yeah, now. this is our episode. I'm Michael, Hand of the King. Uh, I'm Dylan of the Crow's Kiss. And I'm Joe yeah. the Andal. And this was the cast that was promised. Catch you guys next episode. See ya. Thanks.